Hi, this is Richard Swart with Information Security Media Group, publishers of BankInfoSecurity.com and CUInfoSecurity.com. Today we'll be speaking with Mr. Ben Chisholm, recently the CISO of the United States Treasury. He has 16 years of experience in federal government and has coordinated information security projects on a national scale for a number of agencies, including the IRS and Commerce. Well, Ben, could you explain what your position was at the Treasury, and also could you tell us a little bit about how Treasury interacts with other financial institutions from an information security perspective? Um, my position at the Department of Treasury was CISO for headquarters and enterprise systems. Obviously, Treasury, just like any other organization, has a headquarters uh, corporate element or location, which is in a fabulous uh, 1700 Pennsylvania Avenue, so it's right next to the White House. And uh, enterprise systems, of course, are those systems which span control or interactions across the Department of Treasury. So as, as a CISO, I was responsible for coordinating those activities uh, and the information system security managers who work, um, work uh, for each one of the particular corporate elements. How Treasury works with the banking industry is that Treasury does a, a great deal of, of, of auditing, of compliance monitoring, and information exchange with um, banking elements under various regulatory and legal regimes. And of course, as a federal entity, it has to follow its regulations as well as those of the entities it regulates. So it makes for an, an interesting uh, uh, interaction in terms of ensuring everyone follows the rules. Treasury follows not only the federal rules, but the rules that it, um, the federal government has levied on private industry. So we're talking about FISMA, obviously, from a federal perspective, but what are some of the other rules that are particularly challenging? Well, the the rules such as um, those with Sarbanes-Oxley, obviously those are um, challenges as well as the industries have uh, established their own um, regimes, such as the uh, COBIT regime, the uh, those established by major um, financial institutions, the credit card um industry and the like. So there are internal standards that have been established by banking industries as well as uh, the interpretations of, of Sarbanes-Oxley and how they can comply with, with those regulatory requirements. We've got an incredible experience at a national level. Could you talk about what some of the management challenges have been of coordinating information security over such a wide scale or at a national level? Probably the biggest challenge is understanding that while that the job needs to be done in as an enabler and not an impediment to daily work, meaning that everyone of course wants to do the job securely, everyone wants to make sure that those systems are secure and that they're not compromised and the information is exchanged with the individuals who it's supposed to be exchanged with and not uh, leaked out or are utilized in heaven forbid some criminal fashion by those who shouldn't have access to it. But to it can't be done in a fashion where people can't do the job they need to do. Um, you know, I'm sure every you as well as every other um, techno geek has heard the uh, the joke: the only secure computer is one that's unplugged. Well, yes, if it's it's unplugged, it's got no power, 
no imp- no keyboard, no uh, no input or output. It's very secure. It's also very unusable. So the the greatest challenge is to make sure that security is implemented in a fashion that enables business or enables uh, people to get work done. And how did you do that? What are some of the best practices you've learned over your career? Uh, best practices are, are a lot of human skills, a lot of soft skills in terms of negotiations, understanding what the business requirements are for any particular organization or element. Um, you know, people would like to approach such solutions from the standpoint of it's a, a technical solution. Um, one of the CIOs that I um, personally got to work with who I thought was absolutely fabulous was Ira Hobbs at Treasury. And Mr. Hobbs would always say, these are people solutions, not technical solutions. I mean, we need to be able to work with the the people and understand their work and how they function and what information they need to access and work our way to a technical solution that allows them to access things securely. And when you put uh, fairly large in some aspect but um, extremely knowledgeable, technically knowledgeable contingent into the mix to discover those answers, they The conversation tends to lead toward firewalls, IDS, IPS, VPNs, and when those conversations go in those directions, you can see the business people, and you can see their eyes roll back in their head. I mean, they're they're literally looking at at, at people as if they're speaking another language because they are. When uh, what we need to talk about is what are your business processes, what what are your information uh, exchange? What are your par- who are your partners? Who, what are your interconnection requirements in terms of getting information to and from those partners? Very good advice. From personal experience, I know it's a huge challenge. How does the Treasury balance the challenges of providing assistance and oversight? I think uh, Treasury has a, a long history of doing that in, in an absolutely fabulous manner with uh, great agencies like um, OCC and FinCEN and the IRS. But um, probably the 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 key to those to that oversight and interaction is that the Treasury Department really does endeavor to work with their partners and understand that they're they're there to support and enable their partners to do business. That it's a competitive edge um, that's in the national the vital national interest for our industries or any industries that are or that are regulated by the federal government to be able to um, to function securely. So um, I, I think I'm very lucky in my career that I worked with two great agencies, um, Department of Treasury and Department of Commerce, who, and, and it, who have a very good um, industry-centric model in supporting uh, private industry. So working together as partners, as equal partners, is probably um, the key to the approach of of how we do things, saying, well, you know, there's obviously a regulatory regime that's been established. Um, We all agree it's in our best interest, both our best interest and the national interest, to function in accordance with that regime. So how do we get that job done? 
So I think um, having a very good agreement that we all need to do our job securely. Um, that being said, the the real work is the is the how. And when you get past the the uh, once you have the established the what, then the how is a lot more. Um, you have a lot. Uh, more motivated people with a clear path that says, okay, we're just working on really how we're going to do this. Are there particular threats or challenges facing Treasury or the financial institutions that our listeners might not be aware of or that they should be paying more attention to? Uh, probably the greatest challenge facing um, all of the uh, the banking industry as well as uh, the federal government is the the criminal use of the information that we possess or the increasing value of that information. I mean, there, there was a time where information being uh, being leaked or being accessed in and of itself was a problem and was a disclosure issue, and, but that was was pretty much where it stopped as a disclosure issue. Now it's actually and and lack of a better way of putting it, an actionable issue, meaning that there are persons that would like to get access to this information to do something with it. I mean, your your name and social security number and personal address and your mother's maiden name and all of these things, your your financial habits, what you buy, what you, um, what you consume, all of that information now has gained significant value. And because it has such significant value, there are all sorts of elements that are that are pursuing it. Information is the new currency to which bank robbers are targeting. To use a to use an, an old older uh, paradigm. That's where the money is these days, it seems. Exactly. I think Treasury has. Um, Generically speaking, Treasury has a, a very good model of of working through its assets or identifying its assets um, and and coming up with targeted, sensible actions to do so. I mean, once you understand that the information you possess is of value, uh, then you start to kind of, I don't know, work your way backwards is the best way to put it, but then you understand, well, here's the information we have. This information resides on the following servers and the following networks utilized by the following people, and, and it's interconnected with, the, with uh, these other partners. So you start to come up with this holistic approach that says, okay, knowing where the keys to the kingdom are, where are we going to, to put our efforts to have increased monitoring to increased uh, auditing in, in reference to those key nodes or key elements within the system. I'm also curious about how you've dealt with the FISMA training requirements. Um, many organizations struggle to develop effective training and awareness campaigns. And What's been your experiences and what lessons might you be able to pass on to our listeners? Uh, there's been um, we have an absolutely I think fabulous training um, team within Treasury, and um, the targeted training in terms of role-based training has been uh, absolutely excellent in terms of, of relating 
what security retraining is necessary for particular individuals in their roles. So if you have someone who's a system administrator, obviously they need different sorts of training than someone who is a user or even someone who's a power user or someone who's a CIO or, or uh, an executive. So coming up with targeted training, security training that relates specifically to individuals' roles has been, um, I think, extraordinarily successful. And the other tactic is to not only look toward, look in, inwards toward training, but to look outwards. There are fabulous organizations such as the Computer Security Institute and SANS and, and Black Hat Federal who have excellent training opportunities. So to, to look outward and look at what um, these organizations are doing who, who um, as a rule, keep up with all the uh, goings-on in industry and, and the new bleeding-edge technology. So focus on the individual's roles and responsibilities internally and externally. Partner with or interact with those organizations who, through their mission, are, are always working on uh, leading-edge technology and answering the questions that people need to know for their next steps because as computer technology moves at light speed, so we need to make sure we, we stay ahead as much as possible. What career advice would you give to someone just thinking of getting into the information security space at this point? I mean, what skills do they really need to ensure that they have? I, I would say that there are two things um, that I would advise them of. One is that the information security space is like many other um, uh, environments. It, it, it's extraordinarily large. So, and it's becoming larger and larger, I think, every day. So if, if you want to get into information security, I would say, great, but you need to ask yourself the question, where, in what, in what vein, with what, with, with what industry? You really need to start to target um, the follow-on of where you'd like to work. Would you like to work in a law enforcement industry? Would you like to... Um, work doing computer forensics in law enforcement? Would you like to do uh, data analysis in law enforcement, which is a bit, more than a bit different than data analysis in terms of, of uh, the banking industry or, or the retail space? Uh, you, you really need to start to target, one, what industry you'd like to work in, and two, within that industry, what pieces and parts of some of the traditional and, I guess, uh, ever-evolving uh, responsibilities do you want to pursue? Well, if someone was uh, wanting to get into the financial industry specifically, what career advice would you give them? Um, I, would, I would give them the advice to have a uh, partner skill along with that. Look at project management. Um, look at um, accounting, uh, look at uh, business intelligence. Um, it's, it's really not, well, um, it, it really is in, in a space that you need a companion skill to, um, 
to truly develop. So you need look at computer forensics, but you, you um, data analysis, uh, GIS. I mean, you really do need uh, a companion skill that's applicable within the industry or, or within technology in general to be truly effective. Because from what I understand, that's what our our um, banking partners are looking for. Um, they're looking for people who not only are uh, IT security experts, who but who are also project management, business intelligence, business analysis, um, e-discovery expert, or, or knowledgeable as well. What is it about the banking and finance industry that has that particular um, expectation for new employees? I mean, many industries are looking for very narrowly focused individuals, and it seems like you're saying that banking wants people with a broad set of skills, or at least a companion skill. I think it's because of the 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 nature in, in which they're, they're infusing information security at, at all levels. So um, previously the model or uh, a model in many industries is to have an information security element that kind of is central to the organization and works outward. And in the banking industry, you'll find information security experts who work in the project management shop, who work in the compliance shop, who work in the auditing shop, who work in the business analysis shop. So um, within banking, it, it appears, at least to, to my eyes, to have uh, um, an approach where they're placing individuals within organizations. And, and I, th I think that's a good thing because it allows people to be very knowledgeable and understanding of the requirements of the entire organization and not to look at IT security as sort of a as as a one faceted um, uh, paradigm that says I'm here to keep the bad guys out. Now you're you're here more than to just keep the bad guys out. You're here to make sure the good guys uh, are able to work and um, to get their work done. Well, that's an excellent insight. I thank you for your time today, Ben. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening to another podcast with Information Security and Media Group. To listen to a selection of other podcasts or to find other educational content regarding information security for the banking and finance community, you can visit www.bankinfosecurity.com or www.cuinfosecurity.com.